The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for listening. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Our program titled today, God is Not Done With Me Yet. Absolutely. And when we understand that principle, I tell you, it can motivate us to do some amazing things. And we will hear that from a caregiver today who will express that sentiment. Yeah, we're going to talk about caregiving today. Uh, we have a relatively young family who mm. are going through it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They are. And and they're going to talk about their resolve to, to stay together. Uh, and to be together and to support each other and work through the ebb and flow of being challenged with cancer. As a matter of fact, our resource for this program is Caring for Caregivers. This is a very helpful package here that we want to put into your hands through our website, which means you can download it right now. Caring for Caregivers is available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. A lot of practical ideas here, Percy. Yeah, we almost reference this school of thought in virtually every other show that we do because of the importance and value of the role of the caregiver and understanding that they need to be supported and and they need to be undergirded. And so this document, uh, again, is designed to give us practical insight on how we can be aware, alert, and intuitive to the idea of caring for those who are caring for individuals mm-hmm. who have cancer. Caring for Caregivers, available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Also at the website, you can subscribe to this podcast you're listening to right now. Maybe you found us by accident, I'll say, <laughs> and uh, you've yet, yet to subscribe. You can do that at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you subscribe, um, make sure you take a few moments to say thank you and, and let us know a little something about you. You know, Absolutely. what are your circumstances of life and why are you attracted to listening to this podcast. Yeah, we love, we love, we'd love to hear from you. Please let us know. Give us your thoughts, reflections. Maybe you have a testimony of your own you'd like to share that will continue to encourage us with the message of what we are doing and certainly will leave uh, encouragement for others who would come behind you to read that. We'll meet our guest as Percy talks with her in just a moment here on the program. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. As I always say in the program, Percy, spiritual support at Cancer Treatment Centers of America is provided as desired by the patient. Absolutely. It is optional. That is never forced upon anyone at any time while they are experiencing their clinical experience. But certainly if expressed that uh, spirituality and faith is important uh, to their well-being as they're going through their cancer care treatment and experience. Uh, we have staff available and ready to support individuals at a moment's notice with their spiritual journey. Just before we meet our guests, why don't you precede it with taking us to the Bible for some guidance here? So our spiritual nugget for today is Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 35 through 40, and it reads as follows. 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, for I am convinced neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we're going to hear that expressed today by our guest Aurora, who talks about her faith as she fights with her husband in his battle. Boy, those verses inspire hope and confidence in us, don't they? They really do. Thank God. Thank God. Well, very often on the program, almost every week, Percy sits down to talk with a guest, and he brings that conversation to us right now. Let's listen. Well, Wayne, with me today is Aurora Ariano, who is a caregiver and wife of uh, Miguel Ariano, who we've actually interviewed on the show, uh, who is still an active treating cancer patient. And of course, as I often say on the show here, uh, I don't know of any successful cancer patient who has walked the process or gone through the journey of being a cancer patient without having a good, solid caregiver uh, in their midst. And that is certainly the case today. And we're going to speak to uh, this caregiver, Aurora. Welcome to our show, dear. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, that being said, uh, of course, in the introduction, you are currently still uh, providing support Mm -hmm. to your husband, who is still journeying through his cancer battle. Um, he is a stage four cancer patient That's right. currently treating, yep. but even as you stated to us before we started recording, he's already a miracle right Amen. now from your he perspective. Is. And he that's, is. that's important to note. So we're going to get into that in okay. just a second. I want to talk about a few things around caregiving and, uh, we've talked to quite a few caregivers on the show. Uh, and I always love to hear from caregivers. I think caregivers are the unsung heroes, quite frankly, of, of the whole cancer continuum and conversation. What was uh, your initial reaction, thought, or feeling when 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 uh, Miguel was told that he had cancer? What hit you? Well, he first thought, he started making plans for me. Uh-huh. He started saying, listen, um, I know I wasn't happy. I didn't want you to get married, but I want you to remarry. I want you to do this. And he started telling me all these things. And then I, I said, no. You don't get out of this that quick. You know, you're, no. Not this gonna not, I did not. I married a strong man. And yeah. you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to fight together. Okay. So they gave us a 99% chance that he might have cancer. We held on over the weekend to that 1%. Got it. And even then, like, you know, we rallied around our church yep. and just held on. And then they told us he did, in fact, have cancer. Okay. So you received that news. Uh, you you already made it very clear to him you're not going anywhere That's right. and he couldn't get rid of you just That's like right. that yeah. I love you for that yeah. you sound like my precious wife we <laughs> tease and play all the time she said oh no you don't get rid of me like that I worked too hard yeah, yeah yeah and 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 I love that um, you walk away from that process and then obviously you guys have to make some decisions about right. clinical care and medical care right. and you're strong believers mm-hmm. uh, he shared with us Miguel that the fact that he's part of the the prayer team. Uh, he's had an opportunity to stand before the congregation Amen. and give the word of God. Yes. Uh, clearly, you also are a, a strong woman of faith. Uh, how difficult or challenging was it 
to you personally to have to make some medical decisions being people of faith? So I did some investigating and found out that we were able to come to the center okay. and get treatment and just being around the people, just different, different vibe. Mm. And I just knew, we knew coming here that we were in the right place to be. You know what? The Lord brought us here and we need to be around these this kind of people that are going to you know, be with us. Got it. Yeah. And with that being said, and I, I appreciate, um, you know, how you articulated that at the end of the day, because we certainly want to be clear that uh, part of what we believe and, and certainly what we're intentional about at Cancer Treatment Centers of America is is creating an environment mm -hmm. that is hopeful. Uh, we certainly are not here to give false hope to anyone. Right. Uh, we have patients that we treat that die from cancer. We've right. lost patients. You know, I've I've been a 23 year you know chaplain in this organization, so I've seen it all. But but what I did here, and I think is important to highlight, is the fact of being surrounded with people that gave you a sense of again comfort, mm -hmm. ease, support. Um, how important has that been for you guys in a clinical setting? In a clinical setting, um, we know what really, you have at your church, yeah, but in a clinical really, environment, it's been crucial. You know, I hear of a lot of other you know friends that have family members that are doing this walk, and they've given they have been given an expiration date, and that's something that this that here they've never once has said. Oh well, statistics say this, and statistics they have not said because we don't know what those statistics are. Mm -hmm. They're different for everybody, right? So it's been nothing about it's. It's always been about this is how it is. I love what our doctor said. It's not a race because in the beginning we thought we're going to hurry up and beat this. Yeah. A year later we we'll go back to work. We'll be doing you know doing sure, these things, and sure. he said, "Listen, it is a marathon. And how do you do a marathon? Yeah. You know." You, you do it slow and easy. Yeah, one day at a time, yeah. one step at a time. And, and that's where I'm like, okay, okay, all right. And it's an it's an important distinction because I think one of the the DNA and the wiring mechanism of people of faith. And again, I I formerly have pastored a church. Mm -hmm. I've been to Bible college. All of my friends are pastors. Yeah. I've been in that environment. I grew up in that environment. And sometimes I think unconsciously what what our mentality is, is that, listen, we're going to put our faith out there. We're going to trust in God. We're going to knock this thing out. Then we got to get back to we got to get back to work, to the right. to the work of the ministry. And the fact of the matter is, uh, in many cases, not all cases, uh, a battle with cancer is not that mm -hmm. simple and it's not that quick. It is a marathon and not a sprint. And and because of that predisposition, sometimes we're just not prepared as believers for the long-term journey or the long game. That's where you guys are. That's what your yeah. testimony is right now. Yeah. And and we want to be clear, that is a testimony. It is. It absolutely it is. Is. It is. Because this is not about who gets there the soonest or the mm -hmm. quickest or any of that. And we need to be very careful because I think that, as I often say, uh, we hear other people's testimonies and we sometimes inadvertently make other people's testimonies. We want their testimony to be mm -hmm. our testimony. And God works with every one of us uniquely and differently. That's the story that you guys are engaged in right now. Having said all of that, uh, obviously we've spoken to Miguel. Miguel. His, his energy, his spirit was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, his faith and his hope in God was still strong. Amen. As a caregiver, a wife, uh, I'm assuming a mother uh, yeah. of children, etc. Yeah. Um, how challenging 
has it been to be a consistent good caregiver? Because at the end of the day, caregivers also have their own mental, yeah. emotional, yeah. and dare I say, even spiritual struggles in the midst of, hey, I'm, I'm standing mm-hmm. by your side and we're going to do this thing together. But you also got to have your quiet moments where you got to work yeah. through some of your own, hey, Lord, I'm struggling today yeah. or I'm having a tough time today. Yeah. Let's be a little transparent and talk about that walk a little bit. So I, I, do, I feel like I need to do my best to not be you know broken and falling down in front of Miguel I feel like he's my he's my um I call him my my we have um small groups at church yep well we you know stepping back and he's my small group right he's my one member that I gotta you know (laughs) encourage and those kinds of things but you know you you when in the, the the times where I'm by myself on the car ride home sure is when I get to talk to the Lord and be like listen Lord Today was a tough day. Today was a tough day. You need, I, I need your help. I need to be able to, Lord, give me the, the, give me what I need to walk into the home, my home, and just serve my husband like you want, you would want me to serve sure, him. Sure, sure. You know, to just be that. Yeah. The die to self thing. Yeah. Is real in cancer. Yeah, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. So to be, you know, just help me because there's days where you don't. Mm-hmm. There's days you don't want to get up, but. You know, I just I just have to remind myself. You know, Lord, just give me, give me that grace with Him, because it's not it's not Him. Yeah. You know, it's it's the cancer. Right. Yeah. And and as a caregiver, and I've talked to many caregivers, I've supported many caregivers. How important is it? And do you have an outlet of someone that you can talk to or that you can confide in, where you can step away? with regard to the exact expression of what you've just articulated, obviously not to Miguel. Again, yeah. he, you're there for him. Yeah. But but the, the ability to be able to step away and say, you know, to a friend or someone, mm-hmm. hey, man, today I struggled today. Yeah. You know, can, can, you, can you come alongside and let's go have some dinner or let's go, I don't know, get our hair done or let's yeah. go get our nails done. Yeah. How important do you think it is for it's, a caregiver to have an outlet? It's so important because... You know, your cup runs dry. Your cup is flowing and flowing and flowing for that patient, for your husband, for my husband, that my couple will get a little dry, yep, yep, you know, and yep. I need to have a circle of close friends, pastors that, that I could just tell them it has been a day and, you know, or the Lord will drop it in their spirit yep. and they'll send me some encouraging words mm. and I'm like, oh Lord, that's what I needed. It's what I need or I'll be, you know, Googling or something and a verse will pop up and it'll just be the encouragement that I need. But it is so important to surround yourself with a small group or a, I call it my circle okay. of influence. And I'm like, listen, it's been a rough day. I just, and this is I not, can't. And this is not, because, and I'm going to say it for you. This is not... Hear me good, folks. This is not an admission of not having faith or giving up or you're human just like anyone else. And again, to your point, you've got to be replenished and rejuvenated. And I think this is a mistake that a lot of caregivers make in not allowing themselves to have a circle, a group, an outlet. And then what can potentially happen is that they find themselves running dry in the midst of trying to be a caregiver. And that, that can become a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, it can, because, and then you're, you're not as, um, 
in that servant move. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you 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 start to snap and you get a little bit more antsy than you would. Yep. So I, I you know, I this has allowed me to just be a testimony to even my coworkers. My Praise boss God. is great. I'll go to her yeah. and we'll cry. She's she cries with me. Okay. And you know, I'm able to go home come back and she's like how are you doing it i'm like doing great she's you know it's crazy nothing's changed yeah. but my perspective yeah and i just got some encouragement you know and i'm able to, to sure. share that testimony so having said that let's talk about uh one of the things that we do uh one of the things also that i do is that i have a training program for churches called our journey of hope we talk about it a lot on the program here And one of the chapters of our curriculum is called Caring for the Caregiver Mm. because we know that caregivers get forgotten and left out sometimes. Not intentionally, but it happens because all the focus is on the patient. What, in your opinion and your experience, are some do's and or don'ts that one should be mindful of in terms of engaging with a caregiver? What are some things that have happened or people have said to you that you wish they known better not to say or do to me here recently has been the sorry you know people like oh i'm sorry don't be sorry this is a walk the lord has me going through right now this is just right now so you don't want to be pitied. i don't want to be pitied i want prayer no pity i want prayer okay. i want i want people to you know they see it's been a rough day or we you know the diagnosis we got yesterday yeah. or whatever can whatever it right. may be right i want them to be like you know what now I go. Now we're going to be more intentional about our prayer. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're going to be strategic. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. Yes, yes. It's it's mucky, right? And it's yucky and everything else. But we need prayer. Yeah. And prayers when it's getting through the sorry and 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 that it's not. And I, and I have some close friends who would say that. And I finally have gotten the courage to the be same. like, listen, you are a mighty person of prayer. Let's not be sorry. Mm. Let's 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 pray. Come alongside me and pray. So not do not pity me. No. Pray with me this and is pray the walk. for me. Some people have different walks, right? Some people have other things. They have, I don't know, you can list everything. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. This just, ours, our walk just happens to include Abs- cancer. Yes. And you know what? If anything it's taught us is that we have to have, like, our strength, our, our faith has just intensified yes. because of it. We, yes. we have nothing but the Lord to hold on yeah, to. Absolutely. Nothing. Okay, good. Um. No pity, guys. Caregivers and cancer patients do not want your no. pity. They want your prayer. They want your love. They want your mm-hmm. support. Uh, one other thing that you can think of that you would wish that individuals known not to do or say to you as a caregiver. Well, I would say keep me posted is another good one. Mm. You know, the okay. people who want to know, no. Because they'll reach out to me. Got it. I'm not, I, I don't um, advertise everything on social media. Um, there's some day, I don't want to be like, well, today was a good day, today was a bad day. All this up and down. I, I don't, okay. we don't do that. Okay. We, and that's your prerogative. Yeah, yeah. I, that's not for me. I don't want that. But, you know, the keep me posted and tell me what you need. You know, if you if God drops it in your heart to be like, hey, I'm going to go take them, you know, some flowers or go, go take them a, a bag of gummy bears or whatever the case may be. Just do it. Hmm. You know, don't ask, just do it. Okay. If you feel tugged, do it. Okay. That's interesting. I've never heard that. And I've, I, th- I thought I've heard it all, but that really is very insightful in that regard because, and again, if I can synthesize this and correct me if I don't mm-hmm. quite get it right, 
uh, there may be individuals who are caregivers and or cancer patients who are not going to broadcast every little nuance of this is what has happened. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. I know. And I do know people who do that on social media. They put everything there. You know, this is where I went. This is where I've been. Here's my toes. Here's my food. Here's my hat. Here's, yeah. you know, uh, but but if those individuals who are connected to you feel inclined by the spirit of God to and prompted to act to do some things, then act upon that yeah. and, 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 and be and be conscious of that. Okay. That's yeah, because that, that's where the Lord is, is is moving. Okay. You know, I will get a random text. Okay. At the right moment. Got it. I mean, it's because I, I now thank them. Mm. Thank you for listening to the Lord and thank you for for reaching out. Okay. You know, because that's when that's when we needed it the most. Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I personally just learned something with regard to that, and and I I teach the class. So okay. With that being said, uh, I wrote the book. <laughs> is um, as you have as you are moving, and again, as we stated, we want to be clear. Miguel is still currently treating for his cancer. He is, yeah. He he's he's not out the woods yet, as mm-hmm. they would say. Uh, he's still walking. And, and and fighting the good fight of faith That's and right. you're standing with him and he's he's sharing his testimony and he's excited to do it. Um, how have your children uh, been receiving and, and, and responding to the dynamic of both mom and dad? How has it been supporting your kids and, and helping them stand okay. through this process? I think for them, they see that, you know, um, we're just not going to, you know, back back down. Okay, we're gonna keep fighting, keep having faith. You know, um, Miguel in uh, earlier this year, earlier last year, had a pers- had a procedure, and the doctor came and said, "Well, this and this and this." And my son says, "You know what? They're a faith too. They're like, we know we have a heavenly doctor, and okay. we're just gonna stand firm." I'm like, "That's right. We're hmm. just gonna continue on and stand on on God's word." Okay. God's word. Well, and and the balance there, because I like to teach the balance. You know, I have I'm a guy who feels straddled between two worlds, and that's the assignment that was given to me in the world of medicine and science and the world of faith and belief. Is that I often say that I respect a doctor who gives you his best or her best medical opinion. That's that's their job. That's mm-hmm, what they're supposed. Right. We I. I I don't want doctors to lie oh, or no. mislead right. a patient in any way because of the, the potential of a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've often told doctors, now, doc, I'm not going to go in and give patients bad news. That's not my job. That's that's out of my pay grade. That's what you get paid to do. Mm-hmm. My job is to go in behind you and figure out a way how to encourage that right. individual in the midst of your best clinical perspective of what is going on and we'll see where we end up at the end of the day that's the balance of what i just heard you say and it's important to understand that with the little time that we have left um as you guys move forward and as you continue to walk this walk and continue to trust and believe god while still receiving medical care um what's one thing that at this stage of the game gives aurora hope what drives your hope or what fuels your hope because you're a woman to have dreams and ideas and hopes and you know what drives and and motivates your hope i just think about you know how people in the bible for years battled illnesses yeah you know i serve the same god of the bible today yeah 
And I feel like if I am, you know, unshaken mm. by the faith that, you know what, God's going to grant me that desire, okay. that, that, that miracle, mm-hmm. you know, my husband will be cancer free, whether he's here on heaven or on earth, Amen. he's going to be cancer free. And I, I will hear that one day I will. Yeah. And I just will not give up and I will not let cancer rob my joy. Mm. I will not. With tears streaming down her face today, you have heard from Aurora Ariano, who is a caregiver to her husband, Miguel, uh, who is battling fourth stage cancer as we speak, standing on the precious promises of God, standing on the hope and the faith of God while receiving good medical care. Amen. I want to make that point perfectly clear today. We want to take time to pause to salute you as a caregiver because caregivers are the unsung heroes. Thank you for your love, your commitment to your family. And as you told your husband, you don't get to get rid of no, me that easy. He yeah. And so with that being said, I yeah. tell you, with a woman like that standing by your side, you can do almost anything. Bless you today and thank you God for your love. You. Thank you. God bless. What an important conversation we've heard. Percy, thanks for bringing our guests to us today. I'll talk with you again in just a moment about what we've learned. But with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have. Call 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I don't know how you select the guests on this program, but you always hit a home run with them. Well, this particular caregiver of a cancer patient was really, again, she epitomized so many different principles of things that we have talked about consistently on the show. And, of course, the big theme there is, again, caregivers, caring for caregivers. And uh, just her commitment. You know, the old expression is behind every great man is a great woman. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that is apropos with regard to behind every great cancer patient is a great cancer caregiver. And she was both of those, a great woman and a great caregiver who – has just simply made up in her mind that she is not going to allow uh, anything to stop her from standing with her husband uh, because they're still fighting. They're working oh, through. Oh, yeah. They're in the middle of it, aren't they're they? They're in the middle of the fight right now. Typically, we talk to a lot of patients who are on the front end or on the back end. Uh, we've spoke with someone who's talking about right in the middle of the battle and the mental disposition spiritually that they have taken with regard to uh, whatever may take place of how they are going to continue this battle. Well, as we reach out to caregivers, uh, Aurora gave us so much helpful information. First of all, she said uh, she's learned how to die to self, but she said, don't pity me. Absolutely. Two very powerful principles that were uh, uh, spoken there. First and foremost, uh, we talk about the fact, and you know, we've had very candid conversation on the show, Wayne, about potentially some caregivers and how uh, cancer uh, care and support can really put pressure on marriages and relationships. Well, then 
you know, we have Aurora who openly talks about the fact that she has basically learned and is learning how to die to herself Yes. with regard to whatever her personal struggles or needs or wants that may have to take a back seat to the dynamic of what is important, and that is providing support to her husband and Miguel, that she's learned how to die to self while dealing with and supporting a cancer care uh, cancer patient. Very important principle that I think at the end of the day, many people would, be, would do well to learn and embrace. But but then the other school of thought is, again, not wanting to be pitied. Mm-mm. You know, oh, poor old thing, I feel so bad for you. She expressed that she does not want that. She doesn't desire that. She said in lieu of that, she would ask that you would pray for her yeah. and, and extend that prayer to her, but not to pity her. Because at the moment, she said that's not what she needs. She needs to, she needs prayer. She needs to be reinforced and strengthened, but not to be pitied. And I think it's an important principle that we need to be careful not to do to cancer patients or their caregivers. She mentioned just briefly, you know, a well-timed text and and how encouraging that was. And I, I thought of the scripture, you know, a, a word in season is like a, mm. a golden apple in a frame of silver, you know, to paraphrase this, the scripture there. But just a timely text that write them, you know, sincere, at, but at the right moment. Yeah. And again, she associated that with being sensitive to the spirit of God. If the spirit of God is prompting you as, again, one who is aware of someone who has cancer or a family who has cancer, not necessarily to wait for permission to act but but respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It could very well be the very thing that is needed uh, at that moment that you could be supplying to that individual. And for her, she really, truly appreciated and valued that. So she gave us great insight. Sure. She really did. Well, a great follow-up to the conversation you've heard today is to download the free resource, Caring for Caregivers. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Once again, Four words, run them all together, put a .com on the end, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for this week's featured resource, Caring for Caregivers. Lots of great help there in addition to the great help we got from our guests today. Absolutely. And so we were blessed by Aurora. We continue to encourage her. And we are reminded of our text and our spiritual nugget in closing. Romans 8, and she so epitomized and articulated this school of thought in her own words. Uh, Romans 8, verse 35, who shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, no, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is Aurora and Miguel's testimony as they stand in the midst of their cancer journey, and we stand with them. Amen. Well, when you go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, if you're a pastor or a church leader, also check out the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the homepage and sign up for this Ministry Leaders Network You'll be glad you found out all about it. The Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Percy, God bless you. Thanks for your help and hope today. Hallelujah. Keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.